to another episode of Movie Madness. I'm your host, Henry Thompson, and joining me, as always, is my ever-loving life mate, Wayne Thompson. How you doing, bro? I'm back! He's back. He never left, but he's back again. And also joining us today is Don Crew. Don, it's been a while. How are you? It's been a very long time. How's everyone doing? Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. I think we're good. <laughs> it's nice to have a feminine touch on the, on the, on the radio today. Oh. It's nice. Other than yourself. Yes, other than me, but that's more of a pansy touch. <laughs> right. Where she's got the tulips. I'll get it right. I'll oh, get it right. Okay. Exactly. I see, I see. And we're joined today as well by Aziz and Jack from the, the Northern Festival of Cinema. Yes. Which was uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I think a roaring success despite many setbacks that were begrudged upon you by individuals and places and so forth. We'll get into that as the episode goes on. But we're going to talk about is we're going to do a little bit of deep brief with these guys about that. We're also going to get into some other topics as well. So, first of all, how do you guys feel about your, your first film festival here in the North? Well, it was very fun. I never expected to do a film festival ever in my, like, in my life. And running it with Jack was very, very fun. But uh, today, uh, we are unrestricted. Uh, we don't have any venues. We're no event cancellations. So We're under no contractual obligation. We're under no contractual obligation. So, so you can, can speak freely. Just before we uh, break the internet, I would <laughs> like to address another issue we had. Uh-oh. Now, so uh, now this this is our this is on our part. This is our fault, okay? Because ah. we've we've we'd quite like to make a little public apology to the guys from New Enterprise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. For sure. because we came ill prepared at the festival. <laughs> During, with, with respect, that is true. I wasn't going to hold you against you guys, mm. but go on. So, so during you may remember during the awards presentation, mm. there were certain setbacks involving one or two awards. Mm. That either were not prepared or that, or that we had, but there weren't people there to accept. Yes. One of which that was not prepared mm. was one for New Enterprise Aziz. Yeah, so the best editing goes to. Certificate here, boys and girls. Yep. Now we we didn't win the audience uh, approval award, <laughs> but we have a copy of the audience approval award. So I'm just going to tell you what we did. Just <laughs> leave it. We I'm took it as a did. temporary measure. I'm pretty you know? sure it's in the documentary. Hey, I, think. I like the way you had that hidden very nicely. <laughs> oh, honestly, honestly, how long has that been hiding upon your person? Uh, About oh. five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that in my bag all morning, been waiting to get it to you guys. <laughs> Turn it around. I'll take yeah, It's nice and warm. <laughs> wrong way. Wrong way. I've had that in my bag all morning waiting to give it to you guys. Oh, no, and in the last five minutes, he's been waiting ten years for this. Oh, you've got the light in the way, Hank. Thank you very That's much. That's the one. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yay. One more shiny sorry. new. Northern Festival of Cinema Black Frame for our wonderful partners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's more difficult. It's a chest hair. 
Is that a chair? <laughs> Here's what he created earlier. <laughs> that was especially for you. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> By the way, uh, here's a random fact. Can you see the autographs we have on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how I like how yours looks like it could be an actual autograph, whereas Jack's looks like a really bad postscript. Well, there is a reason for this. <laughs> yeah. Those are not actual autographs. <gasps> just in case someone would steal them. <laughs> um, just like that, Film Freeware has now rejected us from doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> the whole event is fraudulent. Aziz and yeah. I will be retiring to our I mean, tap So, But what so I will say is you definitely did the right thing, which I've seen a lot of festivals feel do, and that is you've took enough evidence from yeah. that first one to be able to recreate your second one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is where a lot of people feel. They, do they don't realise that you should be taking photos or mm. film footage or anything like that. And they fall flat in the face when they want to do the second one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, us being us, we took it one step further and made a freaking documentary, didn't we? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I am that person, whenever we do a festival or something, I'm always like with my phone or a camera going... Smile, they're going, God, Tom, will you go away? It's like, ever That's why whenever I say, Don't come close, I run the other way. Say. Yeah, he won't let me take pictures of him. I have to look a sneaky picture of him. Mm. So, doesn't do it otherwise. Yeah, there were some fun moments of that on the on the morning of the festival. I'm running around trying to get everyone's like promotional stuff for all the different partners set up all around the venue. Aziz come around. Jaja, I need you to do this. Right, hang on, hang on. No, 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 I need you to do this. What do you need? We're going to shoot a bunch of talking heads over on the other side. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's all the screen set up. Yeah, the screen set up. Okay. We're doing more talking heads. You're going to need to come back up. All right. Okay. <laughs> so we saw the rough cut of the documentary earlier, which mm-hmm. I thought was good fun, especially the... Uh, I guess you'd call it the meltdown. The meltdown. The meltdown. Yeah. The meltdown. Um, no. Will people be able to see this uh, later on? Is it going to be yeah. publicly released? Hopefully I'd work on it over the summer. Then I'd see if any festivals would like to accept it. Or maybe it would premiere on our second one. Mm. Yeah, well, Makes excellent. a nice documentary. Yes. So. Sounds yeah. like a plan. Sounds I like, like that. It's like Festivalception. You yeah. premiere the documentary about the first festival, the second oh, festival. festival like, to be fair. That'd be a good thing to do because I mean we opened the first one we had like a show reel and then we opened the first one on our own documentary so mm-hmm. yeah. we could always every year if we're going to do this like every time are we opening maybe that's like a, a personal story goal so far, maybe that's thing. a personal goal we set ourselves maybe every time we're going to do it we make something and screen it first there but then I said I want to do them every three months <laughs> well then you better go film in every three months then bet you no <laughs> Then I won't be doing anything else than just editing the next documentary about the same event over and then if you go to my IMDb page it's like uh, 50 films of the same film. It sounds like a nice niche to fall into, though. Yeah. You know, you'd no. be very unique. <laughs> no, it might just become like a treehouse of horror kind of thing. You know, like, yeah, like the Simpsons, yeah. like every year there's just, there's a new... Ooh, what you should do is you, Jack, should mm-hmm. deliberately fuck over the festival every year with one mistake <laughs> that he has to melt down over. Like this year it was, what, the hard drive failed, so you yeah, didn't have yeah. the films, you had to rush to get a secondary backup in the middle of the festival mm-hmm. and then premiere it just in time, live. Well, just next year, just do something else, like set fire to something randomly in the building or something. He's got to put the fires out literally. We know figuratively. Fi- We've got a fire starter sitting with us. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I know who you <laughs> set the fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's easy. I've got the volunteer. 
So I mean, was he a volunteer or just somebody you handpicked? <laughs> oh, well, well, we, we certainly didn't handpick him. <laughs> so overall, I mean, it was a rousing success. You sold out the venue for the first time in the venue's history, uh, which is a local venue in the northeast of Newcastle, which is a star in Shadow Cinema. But aside from the fact that the festival itself went pretty smoothly with the minus of the meltdown, I mean, none of the audience noticed because... Oh, yeah. You know, you got the screening on on time, so well done. Unless it was only us on the background. <laughs> me and uh, me and my partners went out for a smoke break, and you know, I just see this guy yes. running past. It's fucked! It's fucked! The festival's <laughs> fucked! Run! Actually, and actually, running you past. Would think, you would think Aziz was on fire at the time. Yeah, because <laughs> you couldn't see the flames. Whoa! I mean, I saw, I the, saw best, the footage. He was running. Yeah, the best part was he's he's running down there. There's a whole film crew just like right behind him. Yeah, the and best we're part. like, is this a bit yeah. or? It's like, no, would it be a real. film festival if there wasn't a camera running around after them? Exactly. So the best bit is with the door though, because the the door to the <laughs> venue is like there's. Like he's a, trying to pull it open. <laughs> literally, there's a locking mechanism on the door, so it'll either open quick or it'll open slow. It was opening on slow as he comes past, grabs it with both hands and just pulls it open. I I'm sure that's not McDonald's I thought he was going to Hulk smash off the door for him it's a terrible quality automatic door it's it's semi-automatic sometimes it's in the fact there's like a second in between as well because as he pulls it off and throws himself like pulls himself clean through it and then the cameraman's got to wait slightly to get through (laughs) to me the favourite line is when I I saved the festival and like got the <laughs> but I got oh the hard drive. Uh, so Henry was like, "Is the festival safe?" <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, because we're just sitting out there chilling. He disappears. We're like, "Oh, wonder what that was about." And about half an hour later, he comes running back the opposite direction. So, I was in suspense for half an hour, man. Was he a bit like Roadrunner? Oh, hugely. Uh, there was steam coming off him, definitely. And this is the only time I've ever seen him sweat. <laughs> it was basically 15 minutes and 21 seconds. Yeah, but you actually, know, just yeah. you know why he was so quick? Uh, no, because I've edited it yesterday. This <laughs> dude, this dude was so quick, right? Because he had this jazzy suit on, That's it, yeah, with the best shoes ever. <laughs> the shoes just did not match the suit, but it worked so well. Oh, I, I did notice the shoes. Yeah, and oh, I was like, they look yeah. mint. Uh, did you have your one pieces on? Yeah, I am um, having one colors. pieces today, but uh, they were like Pokemon custom shoes. Oh. I was like Pikachu. Was bright like, ah. yellow. They were bright, yeah. 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 It was like uh, Reservoir Dogs meets Pokemon. It was good. <laughs> I thought it suited very nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if that doesn't describe Aziz's personality, I don't know what oh. it is. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, yeah, rousing success, even with the meltdown and everything. What were some of the major negatives that, uh, that came across? Because I know. From from hearing your guys' stories before you came on the air here, that um, not everyone really supported your vision. Am I right in saying oh. that, or I'm not being wrong? I don't think. I you like mean somebody was bad with them? Yes, it I feels think like so. you're about to open a can of worms. Get ready with the popcorn. If anyone is concerned at all about legal ramifications of liable and slander, you may choose to use any terminology you like to explain to people. I'm pretty sure everyone can figure out who you're talking about. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's easy. The king. Feel free to use initials instead of names if you want, or it's entirely up to you. I think the king's a good one. Yeah. The king. The king. The king. Supreme leader. Yeah. <gasps> Supreme leader Farquaad. 
So you had small guy syndrome. Oh, so, very much so. Very, very much so. No um, big dick energy for him. No, no, I, need no, to, no I need no. to know. No. Is is he short as well? He's, he's about average height. He's you know, what do your classes average height? Well, I mean, he's he's between me and Aziz. Put it that way. He's <laughs> he's a fair bit taller than Aziz, but I think he's maybe. So he's something between five foot and eight foot. Yeah, he's <laughs> a lot of people don't see because it's a radio. Jack is actually eight foot tall. Hmm. A lot of people don't see that. And Aziz that. is like five foot tall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you remember the movie Twins, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 so somewhere between there, I see. Yeah. Right. He's, I don't know, he's maybe, I don't think he's quite six foot. He's maybe, I don't know, five, five and a half, maybe something like that. I can't really care. He caused me. Fuck about size. He caused me so much of uh, brain fuckery and uh, <laughs> <laughs> mental health traumas and whatever, really. And, uh, so he was a twat. He's a fucking twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking outright twat, like a fucking all-inclusive, uh, <laughs> all-inclusive appropriate corporate twat. Think of all the worst things in the world, all the worst experiences, and then add a Cockney accent and a condescending. Oh, you, that's it. You've said it, Cockney accent. That's yeah, it. Yeah, all yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. I'm I mean, with I, you. It might just be me, but I've got the feeling don't like this person. Like I don't know what it is. Like my senses are telling me. I don't me. like him. We fucking hate him. Yeah, we couldn't, lo- we couldn't love this guy anymore if we tried. We couldn't love this guy anymore if we tried, you know? Now, what mm. I think, I think I'll think i jump in here and say, uh, I listened to a little bit of what was going on on the day uh, as an outsider. and uh, But before <laughs> you go on, I'm going to say that I had to walk away because I think I would have done some damage. Yeah. So yeah. that's how bad it was. Were you going to hold smash? He's not as diplomatic no, as I, I can not. be in these no, situations. No, no. Yes, but I came in listening to some of the dispute that was happening during the day. Uh, completely non-privy to the multiple weeks of bullshit that they were getting beforehand. And I think what what you guys need to appreciate is it's not the dude's fault mm. that he treat you like shit. Drowning people in a failing business that will not be here in a few months' time often grasp at any life raft they mm-hmm. can see, anything that's, you know, floating. And there you are coming in there and selling the venue out, something that they are incapable of doing every single fucking day they exist. Yeah, yeah I think they're going to just latch onto you in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Hence why I hear there's like, can we have some more money, please? Because you guys made the money. We don't know how to make the money. You're the first people who sold out this cinema. How dare you? You've let too many people in. That's the best part. How dare you sell it <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. This the was too fucking busy. You sneak the seats without my knowledge. When, 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 he, like, when he literally, oh, he literally oh, handed no. us. He gave us a dolly. He gave us. No, not even a dolly. You can't call it a dolly. It's like a wooden stick. Uh, All right, it's a homemade dolly. Yeah. <laughs> It's a Bob Ross dolly. It's a, you know, it's been homemade. It's a gimmick dolly. Yeah. Happy little dolly. Happy little dolly. Snuck the seats in from under my nose without my permission. You gave us a dolly to lift more seats up with. He thought I was lifting Jack with a dolly. (laughs) So this this venue, sorry, go on. But wasn't also issues about 
the fact that he's recording the, the documentary that he wasn't happy about. Oh, well, yeah. How <laughs> 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 many cans are we opening on this podcast today? I have opened them all. This is me. I own um, every single can going. Yeah. Let's go. Open it up by wood. It's, it's therapy here. <laughs> Where should we start charging for by the alpha therapy, guys? I could have said I should be a counsellor, honestly. I'll tell you what, Aziz, cancel all our appointments for the next few weeks and let's get comfortable here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about everything. Shall we talk about the girl at the crossway? <laughs> All I'm saying is, so I hear, oh, you know what? We sold out the venue for the first time in its history, and their response was to close half the building off. So. <laughs> We we can't have all these people just wandering around buying things and spending money. No, that, no, no. That means, that means we're actually nearly a business. Yeah, then we'd have to actually get employees and a management structure and an HR and, and fill in tax forms. Oh, yes, because we're just a collective. Mm-hmm. We they were having a dispute with the people who run the business, and I came in. I go just to ask a question. Uh, you know, how do we contact your your higher management? We don't have any. Okay, well, someone owns the building. No, no one owns it. It's a collective. Yeah, but someone has their name on the deed. Someone owns the building. It's being rented to you or you own it. There's a mortgage. Somebody's in charge of the There's someone in charge of the accounting. You know, we all take turns. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. These people are trying to. I was like, so you're telling me that you're an asylum run by the inmates. They get all fucking snooty. I don't think I would describe it that way. Well, what fucking way would you describe it? (laughs) You're all just sitting there going, I don't know what happened to you guys. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know anything about anything, but uh, have fun. So, hang on. So, New Enterprise Studios is a collective to a degree. Yes. So, who's in charge? That would be uh, you. Yeah, exactly. And Don. You know that. Everybody else knows that. So, how come they don't know who's in charge of their collective? Because, and I think we've we've figured this out because we've discussed this only yesterday actually if you think about it so they've been around for nearly two decades now in that time they've owned two separate venues they've had two kind of different three I think is it three now yeah we're up to three third Third and final (laughs) 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 they've gone through despite the fact that they say that there's no management on our hierarchy or anything they've gone through well I guess now three very different types of like three very different ways that the collective's been run, let's say, mm. over the over this the course of this two decades. Yep. And I think what's happened is is that over that time, I mean you think of over that time, how many people are going to be coming in and out over the space of two decades. If you think of mm-hmm. you guys as a collective, how long have you been running your enterprise here? Like how long have you been running two years. Year? Two, two years. years, yeah. And in that time, how many people how many people have you done business with, come back and forth with, how many people have got involved? How many people have you had just on the level that me and Aziz are here where Hundreds. We, we can come up and once every few weeks we'll come up and we'll discuss yep. business, do a podcast show up at each other's events, network, do whatever. If you take into account how many people are going to be showing up over the course of two decades, it's physically impossible to put every single one of those names on a dotted line on a mortgage piece of paperwork, mm-hmm. on a mortgage paperwork. Every volunteer? Yeah, because by that logic, we as he's an I own a share in the building. Yeah, exactly. Logic, yeah. A point that you raised that the uh, on the night and they didn't appreciate. Oh no, they didn't appreciate because the way I heard it was you guys have both volunteered at this place for well over a year before you ever even thought of having a festival, and then they were trying to explain to you that volunteers can just take ownership of a night. You basically everyone can take because we're, we're all equal here. Anyone can have the venue whenever they want, effectively if they let mm. them know in advance. 
but you guys were a private hire despite being volunteers. Oh, yeah, no. I and, I, and I just wanted to know why. And they were like, I don't know. I guess that person decided that. What, yeah, th- that yeah, one person who has no authority in the collective as yeah. part of a group who are equal could make a unilateral decision by himself, and you're okay with that. Well, I got to respect him. I mean, he's that one guy. When the one what word, makes him so fucking special? So he's the guy who runs it. The one word. Oh, he was randomly using. assigned to you, and you got unlucky. What? Yeah. No, no. That's fucking lunacy. He Imagine having himself. that if you go to a doctor. Yeah. That's the worst lottery imaginable. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. and the one word that the collective keep using is democracy. <laughs> so by that logic. With no logic of how democracy yeah. works. So by that logic, if one person can make one decision, then how is that a democracy? Exactly. Well, this Communist is, dictatorship, maybe? Yeah. 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 This is like they got involved with a food situation. Can we serve food? Uh, Only if it's vegan. Well, what about the people who aren't time. vegan? Well, we don't care about them. Mm. That's not how democracy works. Democracy is everyone it's has freedom to... not very inclusive either. Exactly. And it's not inclusive at all. I can say for a fact that that decision wasn't one that was run by like the collective. That was that one person trying everything they could to put down any idea that is easy. Any idea. Any idea to run me down. That was a... You know, like, so the, 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 this one person just took an instant dislike to you, hasn't yeah, it? Really. It yeah. does. Yeah. Everything I've heard I sounds just, personal. Yeah, it does sound personal. I'd like to clear this out of the way. Mm. The people at the Star and Shadow are actually good. They actually wanted yep. to give us the venue for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, many of them, I'd love to pick them out and, like... Mm-hmm. If we're going to another venue doing something else, I'd love to work with them. They're f- fantastic. Especially some of them, like the volunteers that stayed all night running the bar and stuff. Mm. It's just the guy that's on top. The guy that was technically charged by someone, by the mystery general manager or whoever. <laughs> well, he's not, the mystery general manager. Oh, the anonymous yes. SNS the higher GM. power. Lord Farquaad. That yeah. One, yeah. Yeah. The anonymous SNS GM. Yeah, uh, he decided to like. Oh well, it's my baby now. I'd make sure to fuck you guys all up. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn your mic down just a slight bit with the peaking and whatnot. He's very passionate about this hang. Sounding like, like the Lion King remake in here. <laughs> this is this is the thing because again we don't, like you know we don't want to bad mouth you know the venue or you know the people involved because mm-hmm. yeah, right we did have a great time. Yeah, that venue did suit our needs in the end, and you know we worked with them for a while to get that to where it was a mutually beneficial mm-hmm. partnership and there was a lot of good people there who helped us along the way. People who knew what they were doing, who were skilled, who were genuine people who had gone there for the community aspect of that and had approached volunteering there in the same way that filmmakers approached the festival. Mm-hmm. It was an opportunity to go with like-minded people and share a thing that you loved. Yeah. right, And that's brilliant. <clears throat> but the problem is, is that when you've got that sort of sporadically over the course of planning out an event and then the one person that you're dealing with daily mm-hmm. and multiple times a day as well is just constantly knocking everything back and everything Some back spanners and, in the works yeah. mm-hmm. and you know at certain points going behind our backs and talking to people that we were involved with like on other levels to do with the event and actually changing aspects of it without even consulting us we get there to a planning meeting one day to find out that our event's been completely changed like the structure of it's been completely changed because he spoke to someone else and gone over our head. Oh, so, mm. had you already had the plans written down before he did that? Yes. Yeah. So he sh- he had no, no right to do that. No, no, it, he did mm. it because it was convenient for him. Yeah. But that's not right. If you've yeah. actually made an agreement, yeah. he's brought that agreement mm-hmm. without um, consulting you. 
You just could have took that further. Yeah. See, the thing is, I think... Further where? <laughs> there's no hierarchy. <laughs> there's no manager that's, way. That's like, if, if, if I'd have to cherry pick anything from the Star and Shadow, like... Because, like, if there was a hierarchy, I would have went to, like, yeah. whoever yeah. his boss is. I was like, please just... Take him away and don't mm-hmm. allow the day. <laughs> I'm, sorry, but I'm, I'm editing, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm editing my film and it has a world without love. We're big Peter <laughs> and Robin fans. Yeah. If only there was like a bureau of people who would dictate if businesses are running well and treating yeah. customers fairly that you could contact. That's weird. If only you had a customer service, you mean? Yeah, mm. that too. Mm. Um, I think where the problem is why we decided it would be good to do a debrief with you guys as we heard the things going on. And you're both just too fucking nice, for lack of a better terminology. Like, I was was listening to you guys complain about the way you'd been Trent, and they basically turned around and went, well, none of that seems all that bad to me. And then we'd walk away, and you'd show me text messages where this person had literally been swearing at you. Yeah. And abuse—that's that's fucking verbal abuse. Oh, yeah, that's, like, that's not oh, right. Why are you not bringing that up? That is not. Nice. That is not, that is not, not the way even business kidding. runs at all. I see this. What? Is- I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like this guy <clears throat> caused me a lot of mental health issues. Like for over the week that we, like we've been running through this, I was like, fuck it, I'm done. I don't want to deal with anyone. I don't want to see him ever again. And I just want to stay at home, uh, do whatever, just. Have loads of drinks. <laughs> so, <laughs> has anything came of this since? Um, no, I did not uh, speak to them. I would. I don't really want to. Like, I want to speak to a few individuals there. I'll tell them more about it. But mm. I don't want to be anywhere near this guy. I, I think Jack and everyone else from our part does not really want to be around him. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you did drop something to us earlier on what came since and that was more grief. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was the only text message. It, it wasn't a text message. It no, no, was, it was a text message but it was like a link, wasn't it? No, it was the, it came on my email first. Oh, right, okay. Asking, like, I think it was intended to send me the wrong invoices and like, you still have an extra around 300 pounds to pay. Mm. Well, we paid the like original price for it and like that was settled. And then I called it out. I was like, what? So I'm, I sent text messages like, why do I need to like, why do we need to pay extra? I was like, oh, well, so it's the wrong invoice. And like when he's been called by the good guy of Star and Shadow, mm. uh, the hero, the savior, the... The founding father. Founding father, the <laughs> actual leader, the the ghost who doesn't run it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guy who had kind of the control of it taken out of his hands just because he got caught up with other commitments as years have gone on, and sadly now it's kind of got far and away from what he had originally been running with it, which was, although admittedly before he's admitted that it was on like a smaller scale, it was more of what it should be. Yeah. And then sadly, over time, it's become a lot less of that as other people have got their hands on it. You know, you know, you know, it's mad because like, uh, you, when would you ever get a group of individuals? Like, I know, I know you do your own job. I, I have my own job. And like, when would you ever get a group of individuals that would just like to run this festival for this region and don't want any money and like, Hell, I, I make way more money uh, do, doing other stuff. So even if I profit from this, I'm not making 
the amount of money I make from like YouTube, the amount of money I make from whatever other side businesses I have, this would never draw in the money. And I'm bringing you the biggest cash flow you like you'd ever have over the week. And yet I get to deal with him. <laughs> <laughs> he who shall not be named. Well, this is this is the thing, because one thing that he said to us once, we went to a planning meeting up there and he says, um, he basically he would have like a way of talking down to you, he would be very sort of snarky and he would get his little digs in here and there. And it was there was once he kept reiterating that he was doing all of this out of the goodness of his heart and his own free time and his other, and there was no pockets involved and you know nothing, no pockets were getting lined and it was all his own goodwill. And we basically said to him, "Look, we understand where you're coming from, but we're doing this all out of our free time as well. Like you know, we're you know we're students. We both work jobs. We both like well, all of us really. It was because that was one of the ones where we had the whole team at the yeah. we had the whole team that were working. We've got very that, and that's besides like." actual projects that we're working on like our own helping out on other people's that's without things like the festival you know everyone everyone's busy you know what I mean everyone's got a busy thing and we made that point and we were like you know this is all out of our free time as well and he goes well yeah but I'm not getting anything out of this he goes you guys are getting a venue to run an event out of this you know I I don't get anything out of this and just sort of like shut it down he's getting promotion yeah exactly Mm -hmm. he's missing that point straight up he's getting free promotion and a lot of it whoever runs the collective made at least five to six hundred pounds of cash flow on that day. Yep. Including our... Uh, How like dare you writer. make them money? Well, this is the thing. How dare you? <laughs> this same person in question... Such a dick move making up people money. Oh, man, how dare you? <laughs> in, in the space of a week, this same person oh. went from, oh, it's a nice idea, but you'll probably only sell like 10 tickets, maybe. You'll maybe only get, at best, 10 people through the door to a week later, I can't believe it, you've snuck seats in behind my back, you've gone way over capacity, you're selling out. How did you sell out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wee wee? Yeah. <laughs> Are you auditioning for Carrot Park? Yeah. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking more Scooby-Doo, actually. No, South Park, I'll show you the whole, oh, wee wee kit. Yeah. <laughs> See, the, the thing is, so like, uh, I wouldn't go out of my way to trash someone for fun. Mm. Uh, but, when you have a venue that should be supporting the community and is meant to be run by people, and I, I will no doubt be run by at least some people who really care. Like you guys said, a lot of people have been really supportive, mm-hmm. and that's great. But if a few bad apples are ruining the bunch, then I have to put everyone in the same in the yeah. same group. So those people that have good intentions, unfortunately, are working in a place by that are tarnished yeah. by the bad. Yeah, it's like I don't like seeing that happen. So I'm quite happy to let everyone know as a public service announcement, maybe you want to avoid giving money to a place that is going to fail because people are running into the ground and doesn't support people who are trying to support it back. I think that's perfectly reasonable. If we didn't change to adapt to help people here, we would have already been gone months ago. Oh, gotcha. But we've adapted over time, listening to people's feedback and critique and things like that, and we try our best to support as much as possible. I've known, there's a place, I'll tell you a quick story. There's a place in Prado, which I, I can't remember if it's the oh, Spark or the Fuse, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Fuse, I think the it fuse, is. The Fuse, I think it is. I went there nearly, it's oh, got to be five, eight, yeah. five, five or eight years yeah. ago, yeah. And I got invited to come on as an assistant manager and I, to do it, I ran up a 10-page document of ideas of how you can bring business in. Because every time I went there, I went there for four visits. It was, it was fucking there. empty yeah, every day. Nobody there. Beautiful. Lots of, lots of gear. 
Oh, hey, to, to explain, if you don't know this place, it's worth. It's just the place that's worth like millions. Yeah. yeah, it had when I went in, it had brand new radio station with a full oh, antenna license, nice. everything, cinema uh, screen, license, mm-hmm. cinema screen, full open. Uh, Plan uh, dance floor marketing meeting room. It had uh, extending seats. It had two recording suites. It had th- uh, two green screen studios. Mm. I mean, they started rapping on a lot of the stuff when I went there. Yeah, the potential it was, is it was second to none. A mm. fucking uh, workstation suite with like twelve really high class Macintoshes with like everything on Adobe, uh, Final Cut, everything you could ask for. And it was just every time I went, it was fucking empty. And like there's a cafeteria, it seats like 120 people to feed them. Mm. Empty, brand new, beautiful, giant, clean kitchen. Clearly, never been cooked anything in there. And I was like, oh my god, this place! I'd walk around with like an erection the entire <laughs> time, just looking at the potential of it. So I wrote this 10 page brief of different ideas to try and draw people in. Um, it was about 60 ideas, and I took it to the lead manager at the time, and he just basically went, that all sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, well, but yeah, but isn't that the point to fill this place out? And he goes, nah, it's fine. Uh, the school uses it. There's a school next door. They come in, and they get to use the internet after after school, and that pays us a subsidy from the government that'll cover the way, that'll cover the bills. So we're just going to wait for big film studios to find us and then hire us for films. And apparently once or twice they get picked up for things like that. Oh. But I looked at it recently and here we are six years later. It's still fucking empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're using just the screen to screen movies for the local community. And it's now a theater effectively. You got all these production suites just sitting there empty most of the time. And I would go to the guy and I'd go, we got to do something with this. And he's like, yeah, I don't really want to do it. This is like 10 grand a day. I was like, yeah, but you're making nothing today. You have all these facilities. You could have people. You could have this place mm. filled every day. Yeah, but I'd rather have it filled once in a while at ten grand a day than every day at a grand a day. Oh, and I was see. just like, "What? Where does this?" You know, and I'm hearing you guys talk, and I'm thinking, "Where does this sound so fucking familiar?" Are mm. they cousins by any chance? Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a mentality. Could be the same it's person. People. Yes, it really that's is. what it is. They they're they're not looking at helping anyone but themselves. Mm. See, that sounds awfully familiar because what they wanted ten grand a day. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure weren't we told like five grand for a weekend? Yeah, someone wanted to price gouge it, you know. Yeah. See, that's 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 one of the reasons I set this business up because I mm. I used to fall into those mm. problems all the time, and we were looking for things. Yeah. And people forget in the northeast that kind of money just does not flow we around. We won't have it. You're never gonna. Nobody's ever gonna. You are gonna wait for the big studios coming up from down mm-hmm. London mm-hmm. and Manchester and places like that, yep. because people just do not have that kind of money up here. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. So why would you do that? It's just to me. Uh, this is going to sound off, but that to me is just a cocktease. Yeah, but also with a place specifically like Star and Shadow, where I looked at the, I looked at their. Um, uh, timetable of all the things they were playing over and the next like two months you would know no, there was a couple of really good flicks i mean it was a lot of shit as well and a lot of really <laughs> niche crap but there's always someone who likes that niche crap so they're appealing mm-hmm. in a way that other places can't and that's great how much are they a getting for that b giving back for that yeah mm-hmm. it's not enough just to show something you have to give something back exactly. like i expect that place makes any money they should be updating it i looked around i saw like on the main desk, it's just raw wood, unvarnished. Wow. There was splinters coming He's off it. I was that. like, are you fucking kidding me? When we first got there, I just looked outside and thought, this doesn't look very attractive. 
that it just mm. needs a little bit of pizzazz to show the place looking better. But the outside does not sell what it is. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, to me, it looked more like like a little, like I don't know, like a little union get together in the outside. Well, it's funny mm. you guys should say that because when I went to the the first um, programming meeting that they had, so basically the way it works in the collective democracy is that they uh, <laughs> inverted there. Yeah, is that basically once a month they will uh, whoever's available from the collective democracy will get together online and they will have some kind of meeting where they will plan out the next month's worth of events and screenings. And that is where I first went to pitch our event. And they seemed to have, and I mean, part it was like a two sides kind of pulling at each other. And one of them was the person we were involved with, Ooh. who purely just wanted to be like, we need to start getting money and we need to start getting big contracts in here, otherwise the place is going to go under. You need to get big contracts in or the place is going under by the end of the year. Nailed down three, four big contracts in the next two months, so that's it. And then you had another guy who was there going, we really need to start actually rebuilding, though, if we want to do something. And he raised the same things. He said, physically, the place could do with some more investment. He said, even in terms of like the terms that they use, because one point that they've made is that since um, since coming back, sort of like post-lockdown, that they've used a lot of terms for things where, obviously, to get people in, They've done sort of like social distance events or they've done like different things. And he said, we need to stop using these terms. And the same as like the, because they've reopened a new venue. It's like we've been reopened to the new venue for however many years and we're still yeah. using it as the reopened whatever. He's like, we actually need to start building towards the future rather than just living, living in the past. Living in the same, not even the past, living in the same present that they've exactly. just been stuck in Well, forever. I think that present they're living in is the past. Yeah. I don't think they've moved into the present yet by the sounds of it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you've got to move into the present and then move into the future, yeah. but it's like they're almost still and back. It, it's annoying because there are so many people there. Like we've said already, there are so many people there that have genuine skill and genuine passion for it and that do genuinely do it. So they're the clearly getting knocked back yeah. by a higher... Yeah. Let, let, let me equal, phrase. not higher. No, equal. It, if it's equal, <laughs> then it's the inclusive. majority would outdo the minority. Everyone's initials are on the paperwork. <laughs> Everybody, that's uh, I would love I mean, to see. I would yeah. love to see that. See, I don't even think that's true, though. I think I think you're wrong about that way. I think if it was a true democracy, yes, the majority would win. But if you've got a couple of just shit stirring naysayers in a group of, let's say it's fifty people, and five are just total dicks, they can destabilize an entire fifty group just by giving everyone bad attitude and making mm -hmm. everyone feel what's the point? Then I'm why sorry, am I? Why is everything a challenge? Well, why is everything I, so hard to overcome? If I was in that situation, I'd be either saying, "Well, either you fuck off, or, I fuck or I'm off. fucking exactly." Wait, and I think that's why you lose a lot of good yeah, people from a place yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, no, and I'd set me on up somewhere else. Well, a great example is these two guys who wanted to support the place, went in there, it was their first choice, and they did everything they could to make it work. And now all I hear is, I really don't want to go back because... I'm traumatized to go back because of him. Like, serious. Yeah. Which is really and That's bad. horrible. Serious. That's terrible. For anyone that doesn't... Because obviously we've done, we've done one of these podcasts already when we were promoting the, the festival a few weeks back. Let me... Because Aziz is... The big thing that we talked about on there was how much me and Aziz work together, right? Mm -hmm. Aziz is genuinely one of my best friends in the entire world, all right? So let me, for anyone that doesn't know, Aziz is a very thick-skinned guy and he's not someone that takes things to heart. Yeah. Right? He will always, like, he won't forget anything. He's very business-minded. 
in a good way, in a way that he's very about what am I working on next? What are we working on next? What? How many? How mm-hmm. many people can I give an opportunity to? What can we do? Aziz is a very thick-skinned guy, and he doesn't take things to heart easily, right? Someone gives him crap, it rolls off his shoulder, right? So if he comes to me, and he comes to you on this podcast and says, "I feel traumatized," because that's not the kind of word Aziz would normally yeah. use. Yeah, mm-hmm. Aziz, like you I, know, I joke about it. Yeah, we joke about things <laughs> and we like to exaggerate and use big words, but we'd never. We're not the guys that are going to come up and go, we're so offended and we're so traumatized because so-and-so said a word we didn't like or so-and-so looked at me funny and that means that automatically we can never do business again. This is a guy that hounded disease mm-hmm. for a month, essentially. A guy that any time Aziz tried to do genuine business, he was laughed at. Yeah. And now that's left a sour taste in his mouth and now we're talking about future stuff and we're going, where else can we look? Well, yeah. it's kind of like what Hank said early on. You two guys do come across as being too nice. And mm-hmm. you just back that up by saying that. Mm-hmm. So for, for for Aziz to be saying that, yeah, that has mm-hmm. took something to really upset mm-hmm. you as bad as that. And that's yeah. without us even knowing the full, 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 full stories. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's I don't know, it I just think it's makes disgusting. Me, makes me uh, think of a quote from the movie Greedy. I've been eating your shit and saying, mm, what a chef for far too yeah. long, yeah. but no more. <laughs> You know, uh, like, <laughs> well, this is purely my feeling. Because when we told the guys at the Star Shadow, they were shocked. Yeah. And yet, they mentioned that they've seen, like, the, like a similar attitude to this. But my feeling was that the head of the table, the... Uh, the tribal the chief. The tribal chief. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you get a different name every time. Yeah. So, oh, we're well, good at nicknames. We've yeah. The, the, the guy that runs the Ferris wheel by the county oh, fair. Oh, I got there with farming. One you know won the pony. One you know won the pony. Yeah, we won the pony at last. We won the pony yeah. eventually. But anyways, I feel like he was telling the collective uh, like a different story. Yeah, everything's under control while while constantly trying to screw us over mm-hmm. so they thought well everything is fine with this guy but then when they heard the story from us and then I think they even mentioned they wanted to speak to me afterwards but I don't really want to speak to you I'm not ready to speak to you like this mm-hmm. is my therapy right here <laughs> but it, not to them it's like, funny when I, I came in on the conversation you were having with the people on the night and there was three of them mainly and one of them looked very much like why is this person talking to me? I don't give a fuck. Mm. The second person was genuinely shocked. Did this happen to you? What's happened? What's going on? Oh my God, what happened? And the third person was like, yeah, that does happen. Mm. I mean, I don't want to say that, but it, it, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me that that would happen. Mm. And it's like, fucking hell, man. That goes to show why you have to have some kind of a model mm. structure of, or, of, of uh, management and leadership mm. in any organization. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. how much you care about each other in the community and looking out for each other. We are all equal here mm-hmm. at, at New Enterprise, but at the end of the day, there's there's a leadership for a reason. Yeah. Even though we can make equal, you know, we don't make unilateral decisions without taking care it's of each exactly other. exactly what I was explaining to you too early on this morning when we first met. It's like, we all talk, we all have things, but if you put something on the table for me to sign and I read and think, I ain't fucking signing that. Yeah. It's not getting done. No. Mm-hmm. But then if I read and think, yeah, go on, get done. That's why I'm still not officially his son. Um, anyway, Hank, I'm doing the best I can. Brother, I'm doing the best I can to get you adopted by Win. Okay, I'm trying. <laughs> All I'm saying is, real quick, to mention something, <laughs> we'd like to adopt you if you get rejected. Yeah, 
we have given very harsh creative criticism to people in the past. Sometimes you have to. I remember telling someone a little while ago, they, they brought us a project, and I said, look, I'm going to be quite frank with you. In my opinion, and this is only an opinion based on my experiences and so on, but it's still just an opinion, this will never be successful as it currently stands. There's like, and I mentioned there's like five problems with it, and I mentioned five ways you can overcome those problems. And um, then it's up to them if they decide that they agree or disagree and take that information on or don't take that information on or whatever. But I never just went, this thing sucks, you're a fucking failure, and we're done. But I hear that's basically what you were told at the beginning. You'll be lucky if you sell 10 tickets. What a fucking waste of time. Why are you bothering? Yeah. But yeah, sure. We'll put your little show on. Whatever. Give us some money. That's a horrible fucking way to Mm -hmm. approach somebody. Yeah. But it was even like at the beginning of the beginning of the documentary you know, I know this has got nothing to do with where he's actually went but he's also had somebody saying to you when you were saying I want to do a film festival and they were like what was their reaction? Oh no because uh, like the idea like if anyone would come up with like tell you like yeah, I'll do a film festival in a month like even I wouldn't believe like I but there, there I were more questions that you were like oh yeah. you want to do like a little get together wasn't oh, it kind of networking or something yeah it's like it's like, are you sure? Like, isn't it? Isn't it more like it was like the idea wasn't clear, but they had like I explained that that was like pretty pretty normal. You know? So you were fighting it from the beginning, really? No, weren't you? I, like I wouldn't say fighting because I I came up and I was like I pitched it right away as soon as it came to my head. So I had to explain it, but then once I went to the like trying to get the venue, that's when the fight. Yeah, started. the fight started actually a few weeks afterwards when the fight started about a fortnight after that when that person then got back involved. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was the point where. No, I mean that was that, that was that was fine. Like, I mean, it's so sad that it's gone like this, though. You know, the the northeast for me, it should be more of a collaborative place. People should be helping each other rather than putting stumbling blocks in all the way. You know, yeah. we get little as it is in the northeast, and to hear stories like this just blows me away. Well, this is like uh, obviously we've supported, as we mentioned in the last podcast, supported a lot of festivals and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're happy to support you guys. You had a lot of actual merit as to what you were trying to accomplish. And then I look at other people, and it's like, here we are. We're such a singular society of we don't get seen as much. We're trying to get more notice and all that sort of stuff. And I look at another festival that's going on, and they have a stipulation that if you're in the North and you create a Northern project and you give it to this festival, you can't put it in any other festivals Oh, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. And it's like... But if you're trying to really highlight the North, yeah, this is true. Well, you should be to everywhere yeah. at all times and encouraging that. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. You want it for just yourself yeah. because mm-hmm. your motivations are about your festival exactly. and not, not about, about the North individuals North. who are coming in there. They want all the the, the limelight. They want all the you know people coming to our festival. Forget all them coming to us. That's that same are. shitty attitude of I mean, it's me, me, not them. To me, that's fine, you know. If you say like like the Oscars wants to want to stay on top, but like it's either one or the other. Do you want to help everyone around, mm-hmm. or do you want to stay on top? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but exactly. the Oscars don't tell the Golden Globes that they can't, yeah. you yeah. know, offer an award to the same so. film. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You would not stop anybody from submitting anyway, yeah. is it? Like <laughs> premier, the premier policy is fine. I mean, like many festivals, like Sundance, uh, for premier. Example, 
is fine. Yeah. This was just showing anywhere at any yeah. point. And this it, was just only in the north. Yeah. I don't really know how what to So you live in Newcastle. Let's say you live in Newcastle. You could Wait. premiere your film in New York, but you couldn't premiere it at another festival in, in Newcastle mm. because okay. it competes with the other festivals in Newcastle. Well, which are only this three. So let's say you want fucking ridiculous. You might not remember this actually kind of happened to us with Queen of the North. With a certain other... Now, do you remember when we were first putting it on the festival trail? Yeah. And we tried to get it on in advance for the next years. Yeah. And they'd said, we'll take it on, but you can't send it to anyone else or screen it. Exactly. Oh, yeah, remember, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I figured you would have ran into these, yeah, yeah, these people. Yeah, yeah. If you remember, yeah. if you remember, we both know which festival it was and, you know... Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, to me, this but, really kills local talent. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. This is what exactly. we're saying. Exactly, yeah. This is yeah. what we're saying, Aziz. And it's dropped. You know, it's, it's filmmakers yourself. You want Was that I too fucking big? <laughs> 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 but, but you Always want your, too big. You want your project screened as much as you can yeah. and as many players. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. people are putting this stumbling block in, you're only going to get screened once. Mm. It's like, well, this is not going to help me as a filmmaker. Yeah. Especially in a region yeah. that's dead in terms exactly. of filmmaking. It exactly. needs help, it needs support. Well, no, it's not mm. dead in terms of filmmaking, it's dead in terms of exposure. Exposure, yeah. yeah. Like, even even, even, even like the filmmakers. Like, you guys run from your own budget. We run from our own budget. Yep. The other people should have run from their own budget. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> budget, yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> I mean, uh, if we get Credit any cards. support whatsoever, <laughs> and like... When, when when you'd get support, oh, it's one project from the Northeast got about a thousand pounds. Yeah. This would hire you a camera for a day. Now, you see, what I liked about your festival as well as going back to it, because it was more of a, it felt more collaborative, it felt more of a friendly atmosphere. I dare say anybody from there who was putting a, a, like a get together to do a film, most people might jump in. Mm-hmm. You go to any other festivals, people's like, who are you? Who are you? Mm. You were there, were you? Mm. But I think yeah. everybody kind of talked with each other there, got yeah. on with each other there, and remembers each other. Mm. And I like that about it. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that for me was the most rewarding thing about the yeah. festival was walking out of it and having, for the next few days afterwards, either bumping into people or getting texts from people or just whatever saying, because of, you know, thanks for putting that on, because of being there, I spoke to X, Y, and Z, yeah. and now I might be doing this, I might yeah. be doing that, you know. That was and that did that went on for a good few days afterwards. It mm-hmm. didn't stop, and it was mm-hmm. that wasn't something I was expecting to. Off the top of my head, someone landed a producer role. There you go, like a producer, like a proper producer role, and like a proper production. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I could have landed the spot as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm genuinely happy. You were too busy running for the hard draft. <laughs> you put that was a meltdown. <laughs> but give it time, uh-huh. and that's what's going to happen because you guys are supporting everybody and helping each mm-hmm. other. People will pass your name on. Yeah. We've had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. that often, but we get it. Yeah. And it, when you get it, it's with, mm-hmm. we helped somebody recently actually get a big job with the BBC. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we give mm-hmm. we give recommendations and things like that after them because they contacted us and she's gone on and she's got another job coming now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and she's she does, doing yeah. really well. She's a sound recordist. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and that's what the North East should be about. It should be about pushing people. It's not just helping ourselves, it's helping each exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah. That's you know, the way it's, it's supposed to be. If somebody came to me and said, oh, we need somebody to help in such and such a department, I thought one of you would fit, I'd be saying, speak to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It's the way it should be, but it doesn't always happen, sadly. At the end of the day, an industry's never been one person. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No man is an island. But anyway, onward and upward. Exactly. That's enough shit about that. I mean, I think we only dwell on it so long because it's just so yeah. absolutely blasphemous that, you know, several groups who are all highly creative and mm. collaborative 
run into a problem because of what one person or two people out of an entire group of people who are very supportive. It's yeah. just takes a few to ruin everything. It's, it's always the same yeah. way. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you very quickly, a really fun story. We went down for a pitch meeting at, um, Merlin Entertainment. Merlin Entertainment. Oh, yeah. And we were, we were pitching a uh, theme park mm. uh, that was basically, there was a film recorded at the theme park. The film is then part of what you actually act in, but you get integrated into the film and you can buy a copy with yourself in the film by the end of it uh, because you get put in by certain scenes when you're going through the attraction. And we had this this pitch meeting and this guy comes in and we do it for like, uh, what it was about? 40 45 minutes, minutes, yeah, 40, 40 yeah. minutes, yeah. And it's a fucking great meeting. We, we're showing him our pitch deck and the guy's loving it and it's all going really well and he's talking about- He's going to invite us back for the things and I stuff think like that. the best way to develop this idea to its completion is get you guys down here as like a brain trust. We'll give you a train every week. We'll have a meeting every week. We'll do it 500 pounds a day, this, that, and the other. We're sitting there like, oh, fuck, awesome. This is going really well. And this random dude just walks in. And this dude in front of us was kind of dressed casually. Like us kind of thing, in, yeah. In an office. I mean, I think what I was wearing, I was wearing a suit and tie. Yeah. And, I, and I had a shirt. Jim had a shirt, his... a shirt and tie. And you had just a shirt, but no tie. But that's because of your neck. That makes sense. Um, so we were dressed well. I hope not you Not 100% formal, but very well. <laughs> and this guy was kind of casual. <laughs> Takes us in the office. He's right next to the House of Parliament. Really nice place in London. And... Really good meeting, feeling good, everything's great. And then this guy literally fucking busts in the door and walks in and goes, who the fuck are these losers? I've never heard of these. And he picks up the pitch. He looks at it for like three seconds and he goes, nah, I don't think so. Don't waste our fucking time. Get out. And we're going, excuse me, sir, we're having a meeting here. And he goes, yeah, I know, but you're having it with him. And I I overwrite him. So fuck off and get out. The other guy goes, oh, well, looks like that's the end of the meeting, guys. Sorry, better luck next time. That fast. Jeez, That's how so fast wow. it changed. That's not even a word of a lie. Mm-hmm. And I remember we talked to someone later <laughs> oh, who yes. left and became independent. And he goes, yeah, I bet I know exactly who that was as well. Because he just, this guy's He's apparently known for it. He's yeah, no for just fucking meetings Have you ever noticed to do it for fun. fun. Have you ever noticed, though, with these sort of companies, like this, you always tend to find that when you speak to people afterwards, they all, that you always have that same conversation where they go, oh, yeah, I know who so-and-so is. Yes. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. Like, it's but, amazing, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. again, like, like, likewise, after that, Merlin, you would see, just went down. Yeah. The yeah. rates went down, the ratings went down, they yeah. were losing money. And now at the time, they had Shrek and everything on where we were. Yeah, we yeah. were in the same building where they were doing Shrek and everything because he, he was going to take us around the back lot and everything. Mm-hmm. But no, this guy ruined everything. Because uh, that, yeah. that was the thing. We were pitching this whole this movie integrated to the theme thing and he basically that was that's right I forgot the reason he said our thing was a waste of time was because they'd already structured a deal with Universal so why bother with some independent film company when you got Universal's backing but of course Universal pulled out six yeah. months later because yeah. of the fucking debacle they made with the, the ride crash that's and killed right. people yeah. and then oh, gotcha. the Shrek thing wasn't as successful no. and it all went to shit so they no. never got to do all their plans. They were telling us they had like an ET ride planned, did a fucking show about some other Universal, pro- Fast and Furious stunt show. That oh, never wow. happened. I'm sure millions of people will go to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, well, they probably of, like, brain dead people. Yeah. 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 The oh, freaks. Wow. The lowest of the low. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, big car hit another big car. Woo. Car flying through the sky. You're missing the point. It ain't about the cars. It's, it's about, about family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. In Diesel, when did you get here? Right, so long as you can drive the cars. I mean, I would like to drive the cars. What a talented guy Vin Diesel is. How cool would it be, right? Fast Furious 10. 
And they're about to get into this big race. And he goes, oh, shit, I got to pick my cousin up. He doesn't drive. And the whole movie's just him picking a kid up from school and being like, when you going to get your license? And he's See, like, I told you, I don't even like cars. He's like, but you're family. family. And I told you, Uncle Don, I'm 10. He's, he's like, like, you need your license. I'm 10. No, see, if they did if they did a Fast and Furious movie that was like, like the opposite of it, I enjoy that. So if they did one way, he's going to pick this kid up. Slow and steady. Slow and monotonous. He goes to pick this kid up, and then as he's driving around, all these things, all these major chases and explosions, and ha- they're all happening in the background. Yeah. Right. You can maybe see them in the background, or when he's doing stuff, there's like a newsreel or it's on a paper or whatever. Uh-huh. He comes back at the end of the film, the whole team's dead. The whole team's <laughs> been like massacred in the time he's been away. Yep. He's just raising this kid. And then the kid gets a license and it all starts again. I generally oh, thought what you were going to you know say what? was he like was it. driving to pick him up and all this shit's going on behind him and he's just happily driving. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Are you seeing him driving, right? And this car flies past you, you see a little tear. Are we not going to do anything about what's going on over there? Family's more important. Let's go. You know, like. I think the whole thing should have a CG Paul Walker in it as well, just hanging out. 100% CG the whole nah, movie. Nah, 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 nah. You missed the Paul best Walker. one there. Like you, Casper. No, no. You have a, <laughs> you have a Paul Walker bobblehead. So every time he turns the corner, he's like... Sorry. Am I the only one that thinks it's really funny, though, that he's really famous for the car stuff, and then he gets killed in a car crash, and then they have the character drive away all happy? Wouldn't it be great if that had ended with him getting clipped by a truck, like right at the last second? Always always makes me think of Futurama, just Bender. Now that is irony. (laughs) (laughs) He slams the book shut in the audience. Actually, that's it. They should have had... um, a lot of small set playing at the same time. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Ironic. Oh, Jesus. So, but... Yeah, I'll always take it deeper. Bigger and better futures for you guys in general, but also with, obviously, your next festival. I know you're going to do another festival. I've got yeah. a few. We've we've been talking. We've got lots of suggestions about how... And we you have get. faith in you doing the next oh, one. Yeah. You'll find yeah, somewhere. Yeah. We'll help you find somewhere. See, what I, what I believe is, because you guys have the ethics of wanting to support people you can create something bigger than all the other festivals over time mm-hmm. that are currently here because all it takes is they've got sponsorships you don't have and they've got a few connections you don't have and that's it. They don't have the drive. They the don't have the ambition. Can, they don't sponsors have the can pull out anytime. Sponsors oh, can yeah. walk yeah. anytime. That's, that is you hate it when he pulls out. Huh. They pull out sponsors. I wouldn't. I've never had anybody pull out. So they pull. I've never really pulled in neither. But I've never really pulled out. So. Yeah, I'll have to take it to that they, level, didn't you? They I pulled do. out on me when I used to run a comic con company back home, and that stopped me from getting my favorite wrestler of all time, Jeff Hardy. Oh. Have you never thought about doing like um, a fan film festival as well? It's something uh, we talked about a few times, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but it's it's the licensing side of it can be yeah, such a pain yeah. in the backside because you Is can't that give money anything. Is money though? No, no, that's the no. thing. You can't charge for people to watch them. You can't charge for the entries uh, because you're effectively capitalizing on the copyright. Could you not do things. just like a segment of that and say you're not charging for that segment? Well, yeah, you could have a separate thing unrelated to the main festival that's fan orientated. That would be completely free entry and that's free I mean. display, display and things like that. What I would say to get around that is you do it like the short film corner in Cannes yeah. where you have everyone on individual screens and you have people give you numbers to go mm. and view them and then people can introduce each other to their movies. Mm. That would be the way to do it where you're not affecting anybody's copyright and all you're doing is screening people's public domain stuff. Um, so, so it's yeah. funny you say that because I did um, recently, it was nothing to do with our festival, but as part of a uni project uh, before Christmas, we had to like... Um, research 
various different types of film festivals and come up with like our different ideas of what would be unique to the market and what could like change things and how could you best suit. And one thing that I did, I mean, you know, as a surprise to no one, <laughs> I looked into um, whether or not it would be possible to run like a, a fan event based on like the work of Jim Henson. Mm. So I looked into this and it is, again, it's all, everything else you could do, everything could be the same as what we did with the festival yep. where you could coordinate the whole thing and it would go smooth, but it's all to do with licensing and yep. all to do with rights and the whole thing is just a mess. Oh, it is. Yeah. When you Absolutely. Look, when you look into it and it's like, it's it's the kind of thing where if someone looked at it without sort of the, the sort of passion to the keep going, if it was just someone that had been brought on from a business point of view to go do this, I could easily see someone looking at stuff like that and going, it's more bother than it's worth. Yeah, because that's, that's what it boils down to is uh, you have to skirt the toes of so many people to do it. Yeah. Um, this is like my my whole big thing about film for the future is if I had we a magic had this wand, discussion, yeah, we had this yeah, discussion before. I would deregulate copyright. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the future of all filmmaking. I mean, can you imagine being able to mix, even just at the Avengers with the with Justice League and stuff like that? Mm. The the kind of stories you could blend off with the bad guys against the new good guys and all this stuff, you, you could your mind could just go elsewhere now. But you're always going to have one with us saying "fuck off," and you're always going to mm. have now Disney saying "fuck off." Yep. So, but even in your horror genres where everybody wants to see all your horror characters come together, mm. you're never going to get it because of copyright. We were lucky to get Freddie Jason, mm. you know. But how many people would want to see Freddie Jason, Pinhead, Chucky? Everybody just come together as one. You'll never get it, sadly. See, there's an argument to be made that. The reason that the copyright has become so staunch is because you want to make sure to make as much money as humanly possible from independent creations. But I would argue that anyone really creative is going to have more creations in the first place. And you can't tell me that you hired someone and it was the perfect the perfect fit for that character forever. And that's the one definitive version when there's been like five Batman and like three Spider-Man and like so many other things. And the next thing is going to be another Wolverine, another Fantastic Four, fourth Fantastic Four. If you deregulated all that and allowed people to utilize those licenses, you'd have fan films with lots of money spent on them. That would be the perfect version of what you wanted to see yeah, for exactly. certain people. There'll be some people who really, really want to see the gay Wolverine or like fucking. No, I'm being serious. Yeah. And like uh, Batman and Robin, where uh, Batman and the Joker are actually like a gay couple or where yeah, you've you got like. this one to me at the festival. Yeah. Or you've got like, you know. Trans Hulk or something. It's funny. The nearest thing I ever saw to anything like that was when I was younger, and it was Zorro, mm -hmm. and they did Zorro the Gear Blade. Yep. And yeah. it was actually funny as hell. Yeah. Because he just camped it up so much, but he still he was still a hero and yeah. he was still winning everything. Yep. But it was just the way he changed his demeanor and everything. And I know exactly where he's saying that. The could yeah. the, 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 the 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 different avenues you could take is phenomenal. It's kind of like when you see people cosplaying at a comic convention and you have like um, a heavy set black man playing Superman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one bats an eyelid like, oh, that's not the way Superman's meant to look, you piece of shit. It, because everyone's just fine with it. So if you had that version of Superman had his own movie, mm -hmm. a certain number of people would absolutely fucking adore that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And while other people, if they're not cool with it, well, it's not the only version, therefore you don't have to worry about it being canon and all this other mm -hmm. shit. I just think that, you know, I have no faith they're going to do a good Wolverine in the MCU, that's all. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> not unless to get Dane DeVito. 
I was going to say like in terms of copyright worst case if I want to make money let's say I've created this character uh, and if it's like another company is like yeah can we just split the revenue or like if if you want to make it public I'd list a contract online just like how I signed the contract with Film Freeway and just sign it and I'd take like 20% of your revenue or whatever really yeah I think if anything this should all just be back points you yeah. know what I mean because if yeah. that movie makes money then you get some money well, if it makes no exactly. money then you don't get any money so fucking what you try, it's yeah. just sitting there I doing nothing anyway yeah but it would make more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because you get money for nothing, basically. But let's be fair, everyone wants as much money as humanly possible up front before they do anything, and no one wants to spend their own money to make anything good. And yet you then hear those things we've just been talking about earlier, where they just want to make money for nothing. Well, yeah. yeah, that's too Crazy. But then that actually slows down everything else, because that was a problem that we had putting the festival together, was mm-hmm. in terms of getting other companies to come in for partnerships and to do, like, mm-hmm. the, the Meet the Creators, like, yep. the same way that we did. People were wary about that because the time frame was very short and until they would let us nail down the venue, which took way longer than it should have because of all the red tape and yep. all of the, you know, well, for sake of argument, all the bullshit, really, mm-hmm. let's be honest, you know, because we can't nail down a venue straight away, then people get antsy and they go, well, I'm not sure that I can commit my time and my effort to this. I'm not sure I can commit a film to this. Or that, You know, and it, it does take time to build that up. That, you know, you've got to build those relationships up. No, no, exactly. Because you exactly. can work really well collaboratively and then one person screws it up and the whole thing goes back to square one. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, right? I remember I was sitting in the short film corner and we were exchanging, me and this random dude from California were exchanging films and I watched his movie. Now, the one he was watching of mine was made for about 50 pounds. It was made for a tank of gas. Yeah, basically, almost all the shots were done from the back of a car. It's about a guy who's going to school, a lot of flashbacks. He may or may not be going to hurt his girlfriend. They had a big breakup, blah, 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 blah. It's It's a little short film, 10 minutes long, perfectly fine, little story. Two, you know, three people in total. Um, I watched his film, and it was a 35-minute-long movie about, <laughs> like, this dude in L.A. shot in downtown L.A. in 35-millimeter Panasonic cameras. And it tells a story about this young guy, and he sweeps the floors, and he really wants to talk to this girl. And the girl's really lovely, but she doesn't want to talk to him. And anyway, he goes, he goes and walks his dog one day. When he comes back, the girl's been killed because somebody robbed the place and shot her. And he's, like, really devastated that he couldn't tell her how he felt. And then someone else starts working there, and she kind of eyeballs him, and he smiles at her, and she smiles back, and he thinks, oh, wait, maybe she'll like me. And that was the fucking movie for 35 minutes? Like, nothing happens of value or interest, and there's no real arcs? Weird for it. Here's the kicker. I was talking about, yeah, it was all right. And he goes, well, I know it could have been so much better, but what are you going to do when you've only got 1.5 million for a budget? For and a I go, short I go, film. Whoa, wait a minute, what? Oh, yeah, I got this special grant through the uh, University of California, and I got this, and I got that, and I got the cameras for this. So $1.5 million. I, I scrimped and I saved and did what I could. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And it blew my mind. But if that kid who has a spare $1.5 million could make a really cool, like, I don't know, Batman movie or something. It's not like there's not more reason to have content for Batman fans mm-hmm. as opposed to he makes this original story. Well, if that original story had included characters you already know from other media, exactly. would have helped him get such a boost on his career. Yeah. With that one point it's like, it's like, five fucking million for a 35-minute film about a fucking janitor who can't get laid. Did you, oh, did you ever boxes. see a fan film? Yeah. 
Batman versus the Predator. Ooh, no. It's Batman the Predator, Joker and the Alien. Oh, they did a thing about for this, didn't they? I remember seeing the art for this with the yeah. with the, the, the yeah. I have seen the Joker Predator with the thing. Yeah. yeah, they did a really good job with it that. Was it's true. That, that's the first time I thought, oh shit, fan films exist because that was so well done. Yeah, it was brilliant. And yeah. to me, I don't see why we can't get more things like that done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, people want to see them. Mm-hmm. Fans of this kind of stuff want to see them. Yes. I thought it was. I thought it was. A, I mean, the guy who played the Batman was really good, but I thought the, the artwork on the the Predator and the Alien was spot on. Oh, well, if you've got the scratch for it, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I think when you get to the bigger bigger fields, you're you're so stuck in the business model that there's only so far you can push yourself on a creative mm-hmm. and ambition standpoint anymore. But us independents, we're all about creativity and ambition. Here's the thing: we're going to announce. On the episode, this will obviously go live on the along with the episode. That just makes me want to pee. No, no, this don't, do, like, no, don't, don't do it. Do it. <laughs> but you guys, you you ran a festival. You're filmmakers. <laughs> You'll know. There's like 24, 48 hour challenges. Yeah, for making a film over like a weekend, that kind of thing. We've done them ourselves. Yeah, yeah we've done them ourselves. Every every filmmaker's done them. Yeah. Today we're announcing we're going to do a 24 day film challenge. And the 24 day film challenge has over a hundred things that can be in your film and you have to use a requisite minimum amount of them. But you will, whoever can creatively work in as many of them as possible will get free studio time. We're also going to premiere the films at our next film night and the audience will pick which one they think is the best. They will also get free studio time and and discounts on anything to do with the studio collaborations and building, etc. Let's see. Let's see if four or five films are managed the whole lot. We will then choose our favorite out of those. That's the way that's mm-hmm. going to go. But it's structured in a way, I'd be stunned if anyone could get yes. all of them in. Yeah, because you've also limited to a ten minute maximum runtime. Because you're going yeah. to have your usual. You've got to put a certain what prop in a certain yep. or certain props certain scene certain yep. scenes so there will be yeah, mm-hmm. sections there's dialogue you must use at least one piece of these 25 dialogues there's items you must use at least two of the 25 items there's shot compositions you must use at least one of the shots and then things like the cameras upside down the cameras underwater uh, the you know the cameras on a drone that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, there's also actions like people doing cartwheels and so on there must be at least one of those and there's also music that we're providing and you must use at least one of the five songs but if you can use all five songs you get a bonus so this is the challenge. Everyone's got no <laughs> excuse. You can do it for as little money as possible. You can use your phones. There's you no requisites on quality. Day, you know, 24 days. Everyone's got time to work out with their networks and, and meet up with each other and decide yeah. maybe if, as groups want to combine together to make films together because they can share resources. That is widely encouraged. And those groups can then obviously divvy out the studio time between each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's uh, I was just letting you guys. That know was first. the yeah. that was what we were talking <laughs> about. Which is what we we're going to do live today for you guys mm-hmm. to hear it first. Okay. So yeah. do we have dates and that for people who are listening to the podcast? Well, the next yeah. film night, mm-hmm. I believe, is the eleventh of June. Eleventh, yeah. yeah, June the eleventh, yeah. And these will all be due by the twenty eighth of May. No, mm-hmm. no, sorry, the 28th. What is it? What's the last day of May? Is it 30? 31st of May. Oh, it's the 31st. They're all due by the 31st. It's like the last so it day of the month. 24 days before that. May Madness. Yeah. yeah. 
Me Madness. That's what it's being called. Me. The Movie Madness presents Me Madness. Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Now, anyone who's going to do this uh, when they finish a film and they send it in, it's a fiver. Send a film in. And if -hmm. you're coming to the film night, it's going to be three pounds. This is because there's been attrition rates of people who book out tickets. We we book out like 75 tickets for the film night and half the people turn up. So yeah. this is to make sure that, that and then, money and goes. And then we get messages on the night. Can we come? Oh, yeah. We don't know because yeah. we know who's not going to turn up. So it's not yeah. fair on those who suddenly want to turn up. But obviously can't. we can't. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the monetary space. value, yeah. which is very low deliberately, is only there to mitigate those who are just pretending they want to get involved. Well, That's the only reason. Wasn't the three pound going to be wavered? The, the three pound is wavered for anyone who puts a film in. Yeah, that's yes. what I want to say. Yes. So they only pay the five pound for the film, but they'll not be paying the three pound for the night. Yeah, and all is those other three sense? pounds are going into providing food and drinks on the evening. Yeah. Because we normally do that at no cost, but we're going to up the level of that a little bit because of the incurred cost. Yeah. Better, better flavored popcorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. better flavored popcorn. <laughs> that's what's best Christmas. for business, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And then, we can, and then what's better is for you guys, we can then I'll signpost these people on to submit them to your festival. Yeah, yeah exactly. And now here's the real yeah. kicker, what you guys don't know yet. Here's the bit I was leaving. Not even my team knows about this yet. I because haven't agreed to this yet. At the recording say, of the this, you both agree, the both I believe. Are, the board of directors would, have not agreed to this yet. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest anything if I didn't think you guys would be in on it. So he's getting because ready to get down when they start throwing things at each other. The final list of those items is being rectified today, which is two days before this episode airs. So you guys are invited to put five items in each into the list. Oh, wouldn't you know Oh, no, I don't agree with that. Oh, no. So, yeah. Five things in the list. Wouldn't you know now, who won again, the pony? They can be, be dialogue, camera shots, so, an item. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you know who won the pony? We can discuss this after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you know who won the pony? Mm-hmm. One of our uh, best uh, name callings for someone. That's an Easter egg. I don't know who, but like... Oh, what you mean is then we'll just pick one of... Yeah, one of our many nicknames for everyone. Okay. Mm. Okay. And then... Or like we could have two nicknames, wouldn't you know who won the pony and two other things. Yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll tell you after the yeah. podcast. Color is intrigued. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing my own as well. I was inspired when I was at your guys' festival by the future of cinema. So I'm doing right. my own, which is the death of cinema, and it's only <laughs> the star of shadow. <laughs> Table 40 would love this bit that said you know it's, ju- it's just a time lapse of the building as it decays. That's all it is. Oh, <laughs> oh and he's me thinking. People come less and less through the doors until they board up. And he's me thinking you're going to strap a bomb around us and go and have a meeting with the guy who they had to meet with. And as he keeps no, declining with your ticks down and down and down. No, I don't think ends. you need a bomb. I think you just need to go in as yourself. I don't encourage so, that. It, it just ends you're with a, like you are t- the venue crumbling to pieces and it's just a shot inside of his ears just sitting there with all like the rubble falling around him he's just holding a photo of you know of you oh, know who he's just sitting there going it didn't have to be this way you know yeah tear rolls down his ears face and then he smashes the photo over his knee and leaves tosses the place with a tear in my eye and a <laughs> smile on my face this is the greatest <laughs> moment of my life as he skips outside yay oh yeah as soon as the tear drops he like he goes out and torches the place like there's nothing he's like oh there's a bit of dust in my eyes just yeah, oh yeah. I better get out <laughs> 
there's, there's no hate with that at all. It's like no. a love affair, honestly. Seems Get like a room, you guys. <laughs> Get a theater. Yeah, he told us he was married once. I couldn't get my head around that. Jesus. Well, yeah, but you don't know what he's married to. Well, that's true. People marry the cats. It could be like that 20 questions thing, like animal, mineral, or vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) So aside from, uh, excuse me, planning your comeback festival, second year running kind of thing, or second event, what uh, individual projects are you guys working on? What's new with you guys? So Aside from the challenge, obviously you're going to take it. You're going to do the challenge, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, we've got Dispatch Dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a project Jack initially wrote and then Jack wandered off into the sunset and <laughs> I had a script that I've rewrote about 60 times <laughs> and we filmed that and we're about to film the opening scene which is the final scene we actually film uh, and uh, we're gonna film that tomorrow and about to wrap that pretty soon because we've been editing the entire time we just we're just missing the opening and that's about it and like some of the cover songs we've got licensed and stuff cool and uh, the I feel like this is the next release for the festivals like other festivals not mine yeah mm-hmm. but it could be on mine as well and uh, then we've got the documentary making uh, the festival that's something I'd work on during my summer tour, my worldwide summer tour. And uh, 30 cities and 20 nights. Is he something oh, like Aziz, that. I've just thought of something that needs to be in the uh, in the challenge. Slavko Ford. Slavko! <laughs> Not a lot of people would understand that. Like they don't need to understand it. Was, it was as soon as you said the worldwide summer tour. Uh, Slavko. Bring him over here. Bring him in. I love his enthusiasm. That is brilliant, isn't it? It's too infectious. You should have one of those dolls with the string on the back. Just as these quotes of the doll would be fucking great. And then the laugh. Such a motivator for your life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, no, that's that's not what that's not laughing. Because what was it? What was the duo? It was uh, Fubar, Makafakaloop, and Slap Slap Kofod, right? Yeah, Yeah, those were the two guys. Cool. Yeah. We'll get those in there somewhere. Fubar's a good term. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, basically we've got this past dream the documentary yep. uh, over the summer and then uh, I'm still planning to fund the Queen of the North if anyone wants to give me money to make it as a full feature <laughs> no one wants to do that and uh, for some reason although it won festivals awards not mine though, I was going, I thought about rigging mine and then <laughs> I I have you never thought of doing um, a funding program on that? Uh, because you've already got the the first part you've done yeah it's, a, a it, it's an award winning yeah. you've got a lot of people following it you've got you know people supporting you you'll be able to get a lot of spread with it yeah might be a good option I mean it could it could be an option but I was like more of a if I get it directly because like you know when crowd, crowdfunding you have to promote it and stuff and like with me busy being busy with other stuff around I don't want to just give that like most of my attention. I want to spread over like a few things. You but know? you know, in case you're unaware of this, that's why you have teams yeah. of like-minded people who support one another you're and collaborate. <laughs> so what about you, Jackman? So again, the Jack Attack, the Jack Stack Daddy, Jackanowski. See, he's out of office hours. I've told you. <laughs> uh, so again, likewise, Jack me off. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of nicknames. Jack O'Lantern. Hey, 
Hey, that's a good one. And uh, less rude. <laughs> oh, we always have fun doing this. <laughs> that's the whole point. Thank fucker. It was just the way Hank stared at me as he said that as well. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset by. It. I was like, I'm not upset by what you're saying at all. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> because, I think he just likes to check us. Because right, I'll explain. Go on. Because you're so sisterly with me, I look at you so much like a sister. It actually decreases my He's sexual wrong off you. It's like oh, it's like no. thinking of baseball when you don't want to come early. Actually, <laughs> I mean, after after we shot that short film, like what was it back in 2015 when that was the body oh, double? Yeah, I think we were past that point. Now, guys. That's kind of what did it. Yeah. yeah, from then on, I've always looked at you like. When like, we were above me with a camera, Nick nearly practically sitting on my head. Yeah, so. don't get me wrong. You are an attractive woman and everything. Thank but you. I look at you like an unbelievably blank slate, like oh, a fine. pure, pure <laughs> asexual. <laughs> Family, family. <laughs> it's just like the two don't you don't cross wires with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it'd be like she's pretty hot, isn't she? And it'd be like, you mean you're no goddamn hillbilly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, you're calling me a hillbilly? No, he. <laughs> right. So I was like, what? Jeez. I tell you, so I, I ain't never fucked my sister. Sweet, you goddamn liar. Alabama. But my brother. <laughs> <laughs> He squeals like a piggy. <laughs> I just, I just think he's got such an bottom on him. He's a good boy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. We got off on a tangent, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go back to jumping Jack Flash. I was gonna say, let's go out the chat. Yeah. How do I follow any of this? Jack Jack, it's, it's like I started laughing and then the other story I brought up while we're on the way and I just remember the other story Henry mentioned the oh. other day and I was like holy oh. shit I was laughing again <laughs> yeah we're back round we're back around <laughs> to be fair I think it started off when I see called your daddy that's I think why Jack was staring at me kind of thing he's like Harry works in mysterious ways yeah. <laughs> It's a good um, thing we all have a laugh here and no one gets offended. Oh, oh yes. That's the Life's whole too thing short. about this madness. You can have a laugh and you should never be offended. Yeah. Because it's just one person's view. Life's too short to get views. offended, man. Yeah. Exactly. Too short. And I, I like to whittle out all the the, the viewers and listeners who have <laughs> low, like, uh, thresholds. Let's get rid of them now. The <laughs> show's only going to get worse. Let's just get rid of them today. Mm. Anywho, <laughs> what were we talking about? What was your oh, future of common projects? Cause so we have got a couple of things in the works. Early talks for future festival events. Mm-hmm. Negotiations pending. Negotiations pending and venue. <laughs> yeah, like as he says, we've got dispatch dream. Um, that's coming along really nicely. Yeah. Uh, I'm also working on a couple of scripts at the minute. Um, We've got, for us, we've got uni deadlines coming up in the next sort of week or so. So that's kind of a lot of projects are finally on final stages because um, mm. we've just got, both got done with a bunch of different shoots and different things. Um, but yeah, I think the scripts are probably the things I'm most excited about working on. Um, shorts, feature shirts. Oh, look at you too. Well, <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I'm really excited about is uh, an idea that I've been working on for a few years. And next year, well, not this year, uh, sorry, September time, I'm going to start working on it uh, to try and get it done as a TV pilot. Oh. Write it in that kind of format. Um, ideally, I want to get it made as an animation. Oh. So that's something that that's taken up. Well, it's taken up a lot of my time and it'll be taken up a lot of my time again yeah. once I get back around to it. But it's... Um, 
that's been going on for a couple of years and then really in the last year or so I've finally put pen to paper with it and it's gone from being like planned out to actually being some kind of script. Excellent. So I'm yeah. excited about that. There'll obviously be a million projects with the Z's in the next few years because <laughs> we've still got a couple of things. Uh, we were working on a different animation project. I was project. about to say, uh, when you mentioned animation, I remember that I started an animation project. Yeah, we started project. an animation project and then that, when Queen of the North took off, that yeah. one kind of fell into the background for a little while. Yeah. We should probably it's, get back on that. still on the background <laughs> like for a little while, but uh, you know... Mm. The Queen of the North took like mm. a high priority to story this personal to me and I mean even like with Dispatch Dream again I relate to the music of that uh, era and the uh, story it's telling like with like it's coming from like a highly musical background I was like oh well that's very fun for me so the animation kind of thing is just in the background mm-hmm. to be fair I think for now I think Queen yeah. of the North took off a lot bigger than what we thought it was going to be oh, as well. yeah. like the I think we were happy with it and we were like proud of the work we've done on it and I think when it really started to go to festival stuff and really started to take off and mm-hmm. we were getting like you know because it's, it's one thing when people look at something and they go yeah that's good whatever but then when you actually have people that come with genuine like feedback good and bad like you know constructive and <laughs> yeah. like really mm-hmm. positive and I think for us that we got caught up in that and tried to market that as much as possible off the back of that rightly so if, some, if something's doing well mm. damn straight jump on it like my idea was I never paid to actually participate in a film festival like uh, I went to the uh, I submitted the crappier ones was when I made it the Queen of the North I was like let me give it a try mm-hmm. and I actually ended up winning a few of them and I was like wow it has like over 12 selections 4 to 5 wins now and I was like oh well that's very good <laughs> <laughs> that's wow this doesn't suck yeah, <laughs> uh, I gotta ask. You guys said you start on animation. You've got another pilot t- uh, script for an animation. Do you guys have anyone in house does animations, or you do animations, or was that something that's more planned to find someone at some point? Oh, so we have. We tried we, it. We have. We basically <laughs> we tried it. Basically, what happened was we worked on the treatment for the idea and started looking at animation styles that we liked. And we tried a little bit ourselves with some software that Aziz had, and yeah, we tried calibrating it. Adobe Character Animator, I've tried ah, it for yeah. a while, and yeah. I I managed to create my own character that yeah. looks kind of like me, and uh, it does like my movement and stuff, but I absolutely hated working with it because I can't draw, and like I barely know how to function. It's stuff. very, when you come to animate it as well, like the, the calibration on it is very sort of stiff and yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. you've really got to get like the movement behind it to really make it. Kind of put curves in for that. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. a, it's an exceptionally powerful program, but mm-hmm. with an incredibly steep learning curve to get the yeah. animation to go from stiff to smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from there, we uh, started looking into things and put together, we've put together like a, a team of animators. Um, they're all based in various different places yeah. around the world. So mm-hmm. it's, little thing and we basically maybe a little bit harshly we've kind of had them on standby for a little while now and just <laughs> we've basically said we're working on x y and z they're working on their own projects as well and we've kind of said when we get back around to it we'll work it out so you know i don't know if wayne wants me to cut this from the episode i will but we had an idea for an animation years ago we were going to do and we Who's had the daddy we had the animators all lined up and they all fucked us but the idea was there's this uh, daddy long legs on the side of a house right. and his ex-wife, who's a black widow, drops off a kid one day. 
and it's like child support, motherfucker. And like we we made this really over the top that she's like a a black widow. She yeah. got cornrows and lots of jungle fever attitude going on. And his argument is, you know, I'm here. That Fort's not my kid. Mm-hmm. And she's like, typical fucking bullshit liberal media. And we do like a parody of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial with it. And so they, you know, they're drinking in their bar, which is the the loose stool, which is a beer bottle and a bottle in a in a thing of dog shit. And his best friend is like this collective of ants and b- bumblebees and all this. And we had all these characters fleshed out. It was really cute and everything. And all I can think this whole episode is if we ever decided to bother bringing this animation off, I want Aziz to play the kid. <laughs> I want Aziz to play the, the See, kid. See, I was good. We never actually got this because this was going to be my first ever voiceover. I was going to say, can we make this? Because like, yeah. I've not ever done oh, You know what? Yeah. We've got like so hundreds of characters. Yeah. But at the time, at I the time. I've only got, ever done it like uh, once or twice. Tons of stuff so for it if you want to get involved. That's fine. I know for a we've, just, like, we've just backburned it for about a couple of years we, now. We've even got some artwork somewhere. Yeah, we've got we've got the artwork that was done by the pro animators as well as my original sketches. I do sketches that we have an actual person make them look like less shit <laughs> because my anatomy is always out of proportion. Mm. But I think that works for the ants because the ants are all really, like muscle really yeah. It was really funny. See, we yeah. love that because that's like we're it was big kind animation of, fans or big comedy the best, fans. The best way to describe yeah. it is it, imagine like adult swim kind of yeah, material. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was, wasn't yeah. it? Very see, adult swim see, material. See, we love to do that because like we do daft voices and we yeah, do like, We do weird accents. Sometimes yeah. I'd, I'd just stick to one accent a day and I'd speak to Jack with that accent for the entire day. Oh, it was when you were getting fed up of people talking about like people name dropping people they work with, and you were going, "Oh, so and so, and such and such, and yeah. so forth." Oh dear! You walked around for like a full week, just going, to "Me, did you know I worked with so and so, and such and such?" It, uh. Yeah. My whole thing I want to do with Who's a Daddy is if you took a really terrible movie like B Movie. Yeah, but that had it done by like some really talented Rick and Morty esque kind of writers. Oh. That was the idea. With exactly. It was spin the make this, it a linear story, but spin yeah. it off into fun ways. But what was funny is this was before the B movie even came out. Oh yeah, this was the first idea. You know what was, I mean? was fourteen years ago. Yeah. Was the first uh, when we first got the animator involved was That's fourteen right. years ago. Yeah, and it was in technically it was in production for about two years, and then he turned around and went, "Oh yeah, I've never done any of it." Even though we've seen progress, the progress is always stills. Well, he drawn a bunch of cells, but he hadn't actually done it. It was going to be oh, hand animated. It wasn't on computers. Yeah. And he gave us a set of, st- of, st- of cells, but there was nothing on either side of them. So there was no actual animation. There was just stills. Yeah. It was very fucking upsetting. But the, the look of the Black Widow was great. I can't, comp- I can't was, fault that. Yeah. I'll get you some photos later. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, how can I be the daddy? You haven't eaten me. Fuck off! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, I thought you were going to start singing Michael Jackson there. Like, Billy Jean's not my oh, lover. One of the gags I, I've always been such <laughs> a huge fan of was that all the bumblebees are mentally deficient. And they all keep killing themselves in horrific ways, but each one just oh. reappears and remembers the memories of the last one because they're a hive mind. So it just keeps lots and lots of blood and guts for no reason, and the character acts like nothing ever happened. Aziz, I think we found our next big project. <laughs> yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Bojack had a baby. <laughs> and the baby is up for debate on if it's yours. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, uh, 
I want to thank, I think we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. I want to thank Aziz and Jack for being here. And obviously, as always, Don and Wayne, we're very happy to have you guys. Uh, season three of Movie Madness is coming very soon. And I think everyone's looking forward to that. The first episode, I'm going to ruin it for everyone. The first episode is going to be about Batman. <laughs> Batman. And I, I know, long time listeners, the few of you there are, will remember. Yeah, I think I'm jumping out of that one. We'll remember we've already done a Batman episode, but by popular demand, we have to do another one because they reinterpret it. So we have to reinterpret yeah. it. So there you go. Yeah. Um, if you want to know more about Batman. Uh, if you want to know more about Jack and Aziz, where can everyone find you guys? Where can everyone read up on what you're so, doing, get involved, so on? I'm all over social media to work with Aziz. Uh, he w- takes donations a- for his documentary as well? Oh, yeah, I take donations for the documentary or the losses of uh, at the, for like, from the festival or mm-hmm. any other losses from any other productions. I'm basically a non-profit. <laughs> if you see anything move past you like Speedy Gonzalez, it's probably Aziz. Yeah. yeah. Fixing a meltdown. And, uh, yeah, uh, one more thing to add. We're planning. Did I screw up anything? <laughs> no. I thought I unplugged the mic. No, I was just checking. It's fine. Okay. You're all good. So, uh, we're planning to have the festival again sometime very, very soon. Not in a year's time. So. Negotiations pending. Yeah. Negotiations pending. <laughs> That's my favorite new term. <laughs> That's the title of a film, that. It's got to be, surely. Yeah. We need to. You know that what? should be a line. That's what they should have called the Phantom Menace. I might <laughs> call I might call the documentary. Uh, <gasps> negotiations. <laughs> that is actually a really good title. There you go. Do I get credit for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for now we stick with stuff for the rough cut, and then when we get the actual, like the full thing, negotiations pending. Negotiations yeah, pending. I like that. Yep. I like that. I look That's forward cool. to that. I like that. Announcement. Collaboration 101, ladies and gentlemen. Damn sure. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really the next project, Collaboration 101. <laughs> yeah, so uh, where, like, on the web and stuff, can they catch you for these, did you say? So it's Walk With Disease, uh, W-A-L-K-W-I-T-H-A-Z-I-Z, at anywhere, Instagram, Twitter, uh, hell, um, <laughs> <laughs> Other social forms social of internet. Media. That's Satan into yeah. hell too. <laughs> uh, uh, and the festival is NIFO Cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't have a punchline. <laughs> no, my brain just, I heard you say that and it reminded me of Hook and I was expecting to be like, and I have... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jack? Where can everyone find you? Well, again, you can find oh, Jack me. Attack. You can find me. Jack with, uh, <laughs> again, you can find me on the uh, the social media stuff for the festival, which is he's already spoke about. Or personally at Jack underscore Addison Eleven, wherever you get your social media. And uh, likewise, as Aziz's PR guy, vent anything through me, and I'll give you. A diplomatic version of whatever he responds with. Yeah. <laughs> we all need that person, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's how we work. Yeah, yeah. He cleans me up all Literally. the time. <laughs> because I speak whatever I think and know. <laughs> hey, man. Souls. Bonded. See, that's, that's, that's where we differ, because right there. in person, I'm the one who goes in all head blazing and going to kill somebody. Yep. He's the one who calms me down. In writing, totally the other way yep. around. He's yeah. the one who goes in all harsh and, and I'm the one who winds it down. And I just go, no idea, mate. Uh, help me out here. She just says to her, like, oh, these men, what a bunch of idiots. Picking her nose, drinking her coffee. She, she just wears up. She just wears up. Do I send the Tasmanian devil or do we write... That is true, actually. Yeah, I, I weigh up who I want to send the response. Yeah, that's right. 
So. Wait, so why didn't Don pick up her nose and the fell? <laughs> I think I was working actually that day. You guys were shooting that. Well, I, re- I remember you, you telling me. You asked me, I said no as well. So. <laughs> you would pick your nose, but you wouldn't eat it. Yeah. That's what you said. Okay, you didn't tell me there was going to be a roll or there. I generally thought, because knowing you, I generally thought you wanted me to pick my nose and actually eat my own snot. Well, I mean, that was the Method original doctor. plan. Method yeah. doctor. And then but, I, I think I was actually generally in at the work next, as well. In the next <laughs> one, I'm actually going to take it to the toenails. Yeah, I'm going to be saying that. Yeah, yeah. Are you having so, a sequel? Oh, we're going to do a sequel. Oh, right, okay. Oh. So Spoiler! even though no one wants... Okay, That's no, not going on the, this one. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't want to do a sequel of any kind, but we've had so many people start telling us all the disgusting things yeah. that people yeah. have done around them in office and, and so we've got, on. We've also got one guy who's determined he wants to be in it. Yeah, he's absolutely like, thing, I really wish I'd been which, in the first which, one. which really will like probably top everything we've done. Oh, honestly, yeah. I think I generally will be sick. So, so the, the three thoughts about it, and we haven't decided which way to go yet, is either number one, It'll be a call center mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people who've worked in call centers, myself yep. included, mm-hmm. and you do wind up with getting a lot of people doing bullshit at their desks. Uh, number two, it'd be people in prison and it'd be people in cells and it'd be welcome back to prison because then you can include things like just constant masturbation and so on. And the third idea is that it's literally just welcome back to work too. So that's the three possibilities. Mm-hmm. But I think the I first one would be, uh, what was it again? It was answer the call or something like that. It's like a 911 dispatch. Actually. So you've got a parody thing going on I at the same do time. Is, I need to do is work back to work too, the new starter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a show. New starter. Work placement. Yeah. Yeah. I just find that so okay at best. As but it works. Because the problem is it does work. It does work. I don't disagree with that. I just want to do something different and more exciting, like fucking time travel. What if Aziz plays the guy on the placement and it ends with him having a meltdown with you all for being disgusting? I'm done then. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, that's good. There you go. Right there. Yep. I like it. He's the new boss. (gasps) That's what it is. He's going to claim the standards of your boss. Welcome back to work, too. The new boss. Because the chili killed the last one. And he comes in. (laughs) He comes in. What are you guys doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you it's all fucked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, for the competition, that is one of the lines. Oh, you gotta get chilly in you. Yeah, it is actually. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Come on, the line speed. It's all fucked. Yes. Magic. Everyone can curse as much as they want. We're free speechers around here. Oh, yeah. free speech. Yeah. The collect free graphic speech. Freedom. Freedom. Sorry, just stretching. Anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Obviously, I've been yours, Henry, with Wayne Thompson, Don Crute, Aziz, and this because I'm so terrible remembering last names, and Jack. But you'll see all the full details on the on the, on the website and on the it's podcast. Fine, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. If you guys want to get in touch with us at all and talk about future episodes or anything you want to talk about from this episode, if you'd like to defend the Star and Shadow, for example, or anything <laughs> like that, hey, feel free. Get right in there on our social Equal media. opportunities, at, guys. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. At deadrealfilms.com. Available on pretty much every social platform known to man. But also on our website at deadrealfilms.com forward slash movie madness. And also you can email us at moviemadness at deadrealfilms.com. But anyway, uh, any final words before we go, guys? Thank you for the therapy session. Yeah. You're very so welcome. Fun. I'll give you a nice big cuddle when we're done and a glass of warm milk. Thank you for all of your help with the festival. Thank you for having us back today. Yeah. We greatly appreciate it. We've had an amazing time. And like as he said, thank you for the free therapy. Keep your mm-hmm. shirt on, man. Uh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Is You're that you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Can you all wait?
them out the room, please, Welcome before this session back begins. To work. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the camera with you, Oh, shit. <laughs> and all that, everybody. Keep watching some good movies. Keep tuning in to Movie Matters. Catch you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. God damn it, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> No! <laughs> 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 <laughs>